How's it going, everyone? This is Joe from The Muster Room. Before you dive into this episode, we have a quick update for you. We're proud to announce that we're officially teaming up with Law Enforcement Officers Weekend, a nationally recognized 501c3 nonprofit whose mission hits home with all of us here at The Muster Room. This integration will help us create better content for you while also helping line-of-duty families and injured officers across the country. Just by listening to this episode, you're helping contribute to our ongoing mission to help the members of the law enforcement community. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Joe Ryder here with Eric Potts and Austin Glickman. Today in the Muster Room, we have something a little bit different for you. Every so often, we'll be dropping shorter bonus episodes, and today we have a great conversation with John J.B. Bellico, the president of the Smoking Shields. John has been a great friend to the podcast and has supplied his cigar club to be used as our recording location for our first season. Enjoy this first bonus episode, and be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. What's up, John? Good, how are you? Good. So, we're here at the Smoking Shields headquarters in Floral Park, New York. Yeah. And this is our first ever recording of what soon to be, hopefully, the Muster Room co- podcast. I like the name. We appreciate it. I like the name. It's, you know what the must, what a Muster Room is, Absolutely. right? Some people are like, we don't know what the Muster Room the is. The place like, oh, of no. misery. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to come up with a different name. We were talking to some of our other, other guests who are outside the New York metropolitan area, and they don't know what a Muster Room is. Okay. So we're kind of playing around with the idea, but I still think we're going to use that Yeah, yeah, as the working title, at least for now. Well, I mean, it's a... You could, you know, give a little bit of a definition of it and let everybody else know what it is. But yeah, but that's a great name. I love it. So we're we're in the Smoking Shields headquarters. headquarters now this is yeah. this is a national organization. Tell us a little bit about what it is and what you guys do. Okay, so 2015, uh, I founded the organization with a group of ten guys that we used to smoke cigars with. It was Facebook based at first, mm-hmm. and. The, the difference between cigar smoking and Facebook is cigars are about communication. It's about being with someone, sharing the experience, relaxing, enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Facebook doesn't really re- relate to that. You know, it's, it's, you take a picture, you post it. So I said, you know what, let's get together and we'll just hang out. Do you want to turn that off? Uh, yeah, it'll go off in a minute. We're, 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 this, is live, this is live action <laughs> happening live right now. Of course it has to go off as we're doing that. <laughs> of course. The whole day we've been here. Yeah, not, not once. It is what it is. It's a business, so the phone rings all the time. It's probably some robocaller too. Cole. Yeah, most likely. I want to. I want to cruise. Yeah. But yeah, uh, 2015, we got together for our first time after Brian Moore's funeral, and um, we we met at a local cigar lounge, and we're like, you know, there's a ton of organizations that deal with you after you die. Yeah. You know, like your family, make sure everything's okay. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't too many organizations that brought you up and, and helped your mental health while you're still active. And I smoke cigars with corrections officers, FBI agents, yeah. states, you know, state department guys. The problem with the NYPD, and you can attest this, even your department, I'm sure, they departmentalize and they, they, they put up walls. Right. They don't want you talking to the other guys. They don't want you talking to the detectives and the sergeants. They don't want you guys hanging out. It's divide and conquer. Yeah. It's, it's the way of the world. And I seen a way to break down the walls in between the departments and the ranks because when you're smoking a cigar, you're not smoking it with chief. 
or a lieutenant. I'm going to go with Bobby, and Nick, and Mike. Who gives a fuck who, what rank you are? Right. When you got a scar in your hand, you got a drink in your hand, and you're just having a conversation. So it went from 10 guys for that first little meeting to that following month, those 10 guys told two of each of their friends, and we had 35 guys show up. Should have started a uh, a uh, pyramid scheme. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, this <laughs> I don't know. Is, it might yeah, be. We'll it find might out. Be. It might be. But so, yeah. so you have so you have everybody. What's the? Is most are most people retire? Or are there a lot of active? No, we guys? have a lot of active guys. I right, see. So yeah, you probably. Do, but what's the highest ranking active guy you might have here? Uh, we have a chief. Okay, cool. Chief. And primarily, everyone's law enforcement. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, it, we have like a ninety ten. We have for if you're in the organization for one year, you're able to sponsor one civilian member. Okay, and and military is a full member as well. Any active or retired military is full member. Okay, obviously we respect all the military services and what they do for us. Sure, Um, but yeah, the the ten percent it's it's you know your brother of a cop who hangs out. He's he likes cigar smokers. It's 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 supporters. It's not you know you're not just walking off the street joining. You got to know somebody to get in. So it started here. But how many branches of it are? I mean, so how many? We have uh, 13 states in wow. our chapter. And two, three of each state has multiple chapters in, in, in that state. Maryland mm-hmm. has three. Jersey has two. Florida has two. Oh. Inside. How many members total are we talking? Uh, I think 2,500 right now. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. And we have two countries also. We have Australia and we have Germany. Wow. We have two members in Germany and we have four members in Australia. So if somebody's listening to this and they they were interested in starting something like this, how would they go about starting it uh, in their smokeatshields.org okay. and then they can contact any one of the board members and we have a, a digital welcome package that we can send out and it pretty much lays out how to start it and all the mistakes that we made and we give you a criteria on, you know, bank accounts and the 501 status and we're a 501c3. That's one of the requirements that we tell our new chapters that they mm-hmm. have to become a 501c3. Okay. We're a hundred percent volunteer organization. Nobody gets a salary. Every dollar that we bring in, we attempt to use it and send it back out. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Each of the organizations are their own entities. I don't run, I don't tell Jersey what they do with their money or Florida, what they would do with their money. Okay. This is headquarters. Anybody in any of the organizations can come here and hang out. Obviously stuff like this, you know, we have, uh, a lot of the fraternals use the place during COVID because they they weren't able to have meetings, you know, the Knights of Columbus and all that stuff. It's in, we're a private club. Come hang out. And we were able to help a lot of those guys throughout COVID, you know, meet, have a meeting in a closed door situation. And how long have you been in this building? We've been here for three years. Three years. Yeah, three, wow. September nice. will be three years. This you. is the ultimate man cave. Really when is. I walked in, I was like, this is what I want my basement to look like. Yeah, this it's is, awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> so how did you collect all this uh, law enforcement uh, memorabilia? So a lot of this stuff is uh, 20 years of my career and hanging out and going to different events and buy something here, buy something there. Some of the stuff is donated. This is one of our members, Grandfather Shield, that wow, he put together nice. for us. And yeah. Now, I know that the viewers can't see what we're seeing right now, but if our camera angles were able to zoom out even further, you would see wall to wall of different hats and photos and patches, coins. We have a gigantic uh, Native American standing over there yes. giving a, looks like a salute. That's Fakawi. Fakawi. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> <laughs> and you got a full bar. Full bar. Yep. And you sell cigars here. Yep. Yep. This yeah truly is the ultimate man cave for cops. Yeah, this and is it, this and is it's phenomenal. A twenty four hour location for our members, so they get an RFID card. They come in here. We built it around 
the comfort level of, of officers. Cause you know, you could, you can attest to this and so can you, when, when you go some places and you're having a conversation, you always have to be aware yep. of the conversation you're having. Absolutely. You never know who's sitting next to you, good guy, bad guy, or whatever. You don't want to get into that, oh, well, he's a fucking cop, or he's got a yeah. gun. Or, you don't have to worry about that. We're all caught yeah, that's carrying good. members. And everybody's watching the door. And everybody's watching the door. <laughs> and put and, your cell phones in a bin when you come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. You know, that, that, and that's what you need because there is that need in law enforcement to have that break and have that comfort level to actually let your guard down right. for a moment Absolutely. and just to, just to kind of reconnect and let that other stuff go. It's, now, how long were you on the job for? Uh, I did 20 years in one month. 20 years in one month. 20 years in one month. I made it to one month. <laughs> one month. For one month. What the heck? I'll do another month. Yeah, it was a, it was a paycheck thing. If I left in the beginning of the month, I'd be two months without paycheck. So. Oh, the ice cream's here. He's, it's here. <laughs> yeah, we actually <laughs> we, we, we hired an ice cream guy to come here just for us. <laughs> Got balloons and clouds yeah. coming in, everything. Now, you retired as a detective, correct? Second grade detective. Second grade detective. Yes. Okay, now, for those who don't really know the structure of our department, what does that mean? Okay, so when you first become a detective, you're third grade. Mm-hmm. Then the, it's a discretionary promotion going up. And there's a second grade and a first grade. So okay. Three levels of detective. And how many second grade detectives are there? Um, currently, I think it's about 500. Okay, so not many. 5,000. No, it's only 10%. Wow. So that, that's, that's pretty uh, yeah. prestigious to be a second grade Thank detective. You. Thank you. Very, Very nice. nice. Um, so you retire with 20 years and one month on the job. Mm-hmm. Second grade detective in the largest police agency in the world. You must have seen some pretty crazy shit in your time. Yeah. I, I've, uh, so I worked housing when I first got out in uh, 2001. I was in 9-11 class. So I was in the academy when the, the towers fell. That must actually, have been crazy. Wow. I was actually standing at the Trinity Church when the Tower 2 fell. Oh. The first plane hit, the second plane hit. They put us in buses and we went down the FDR as far as we could go. And we get out and ran. Tower one was falling as we were running down the FDR. They put us down by the Trinity Church because they knew the second tower was probably going to fall. And for the next three days, it was just pandemonium. Just absolute pandemonium. We were the longest academy class in, in NYPD history. We were in there for oh. 11 months. Yeah. Well, because three months of it was us. Yeah. Digging. Being cops. Yeah. Whether we were doing security or escorts to, of residents to their own apartments to get stuff, or putting up fences, working at the morgue. Yeah. You name it. We were two months on the job as as recruits doing the everyday job as cops. What, what was it like for you going back to the academy? It after, was horrible. After it was the, the most horrible experience in the world being a cop for three months and then trying to. Did they give you guys guns? No. For those two months? No, we were walking <laughs> around with empty holsters. Really? Yes. Oh, was, God. Yes. They, they wanted to. And they, we were all in the staircase going down to the range because the academy had a range. Yeah. And they were like, some chief was like, absolutely not. They don't, no one's even touched a gun yet. Get them out on the street. So for two months, you're working the pile. You're doing security. You're doing whatever you can to help the city, yes. right? And the country, really. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they go, okay, guys, thanks. Now go, go back to the academy. Go back to the academy. Yeah. <laughs> you, that should have been like dis- dispensation. Yes. Like, all right, you're done. Yeah. Go. And, you're and, cops. And it was back to like it was day one. Yeah. The saluting and the sir and the yes. Oh, yeah. Just and the worst dropping you for push-ups. You realize so. that the guys that were teaching you. Were the biggest piece of shits out there. <laughs> they were fucking guys that were hiding you, yeah, from you, the, being real cops and yeah. going to the academy. Some of them were legit, you know. Right. Some of them were waiting to get promoted, and I, and I give it to those guys. You know, you get waiting to get promoted. You want to stay out of the street. You don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to ruin your chance to get promoted. But a lot of them were just just hiding. 
so you make your way through the academy. You, you do your, your 11 months, which is typically six months, six correct? Months, yeah, yeah. So you, you graduate. You go where from there? So they sent me down to the 100 precinct down in Far Rockaway. 100 precinct. Okay. Yeah. Is that uh, high in crime or? Um, it was. So the two, the 100 and the 101 on that peninsula, the 101 is the higher crime one. Okay. It's less. But when we got there, FTU was more of a, because we were so long in the academy, the, the, the commanding officer was like, you guys did this job. You know, they, yeah. gave us, they gave us two months of getting used to the precinct. And they were like, all right. I need you in this sector. I need you in this sector. I volunteered to work in housing because we had two housing developments in, uh, in that area. So I was a part of a housing unit inside the precinct, which was good for me because I got to meet a lot of active guys. The patrol guys, they did patrol, but in the hundred patrol is very scarce. It's, it's, you know, small calls or it's, it's not non-existent calls housing. You're getting calls, Yeah, you know, so every, how, every hour on the hour. How do you go from working in a somewhat normal precinct to a detective? So while I was in housing, we just, the, the, my boss was from the collar everything that walks mentality. And that's what we did. We just, we made as many arrests as we could. Right. They picked me up for anti-crime in the precinct. So I then went to plain clothes and I did plain clothes for two years then I got, thank God, I got brought up to the detective squad in the 100. So after uh, around my fifth year, I was brought up to the 100 squad. And for 18 months, you work as a police officer with detectives, working the same cases. You're just an officer yeah. instead of a detective. You get promoted after your 18 months of doing investigations. I mean, you don't, it's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have it's to just get, like on the job training. Yeah. It's, it's 18 mm-hmm. months on the job training. Yeah. So, you, so I, I, st- I got promoted in 2007 to third grade and I worked there until 2014 working every case you could possibly think from Twinkie pedal larcenies <laughs> to double homicides. Yeah. You know? So in NYPD, which I don't know if they do it in Jersey, the homicide division doesn't actually catch the homicides. They're a support unit. Your numbered squad catches yeah. the homicide. It's your it's your case. You right. work to fruition. Yeah. Well, if I was I was in a municipality in Jersey, so the prosecutor's office would come down. The detective that had the case would handle the case with the prosecutor, so they would work right. hand in hand. So yeah. So so you're you're in the 100 squad up to 2014. 2014, I was offered a chance to work on a task force called the Violence Reduction Task Force, which was um, narcotics, a gang, and a squad trifecta so most of the gang violence in the city revolved around street turf because of narcotic sales and because the detective squads were the ones handling the shootings we had the intimate knowledge of the perps and the cases so out of the 11 shootings that had happened in that calendar year i had had nine of them so i was the most knowledgeable for that particular gang that was fighting a rival gang and another command right so they asked me to join the task force, which absolutely I graciously accepted. Um, we worked that case for a year and a half, which wound up bringing down 42 indictments. Mm. We decimated both sides of that, uh, both sides of the gangs. It was a one-on-one gang and it was a, a 100 gang. Now, are they Bloods, Crips, uh, they were off, uh The one-on-one gang was a, a, a Crip set and the 100 side was a Blood set. Okay. Yeah, there were 70 Gs and I don't remember the other, the other name of them. 
was pretty much what's going on right now is the snow gang has taken over almost all of that. The they, snow gang. Yeah, that's the 113. It's 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 crazy. They, they they don't care if you're blood or crap. It's 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 like money. That's yeah. all they want. Money yeah. and power. They don't care. There's no flag and they don't they don't there's no, you know. That that was a great task force. We did a lot of good. It took apart 40 guys is a lot of guys to put down in one in one. It was 250 detectives from warrants, crime. We had ATF with us. We had an FBI set. And it was, we did 31 hits that day. Was this we a hit, federal task force? No, it was, it was a, it was just a task force between the, the well, remember because OCCB and the detective bureau were two entities. So they got them together. So they mm-hmm. called it a task force because it was cross boroughs. Gotcha. But, uh, now how long have you been retired? Next week will be a year. Congrats. Wow. July 30th will be a year. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. And, and I, anybody that gets out of the thing halfway saying, I say congratulations yes. to how are you dealing with retirement? Um, I think I have a little bit better of an option because I have this. Yeah. Right. So I still get to talk to the guys that, I, that are members. I talk to my retired friends as well. And mm. I have my civilian friends as well, but I'm still in it. Yeah. You know, I, I do stuff for the DA. We have fundraisers for the PBA. Blue Lives Matter events mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm still interacting with the guys on a day-to-day basis. I don't miss the politics, though. Right, right. I don't miss – I feel sorry for the guys that are on the street right now with what they have to deal with. They can't They, they can't be cops anymore. Yeah. That's the problem. You know? Like, I'm watching these videos of these guys, and then they're just not they're – not, they're not handling their business because they're afraid of getting ostracized for it. They're afraid of getting in trouble for it. And right. It's, uh, it's a horror story. It's a nightmare. I'll tell you, uh, you know, I've been retired nine years going on 10 and it doesn't change. You don't hit, you don't miss the politics, but you yeah. miss the people. Yeah. You miss the guys yeah. hanging. You miss that, that, that tightness, that Absolutely. closeness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going out after a tough day and a drink. Yeah. But you know, now I tell the guys you had a tough day, come here. Right. Relax. You know, you could talk to the retired. Listen, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right. They say, you know, they say a lot of retirees after they leave the job within about three to five years, they actually end up dying. Uh, from a multitude of different sure, things. Sure. One of the things that uh, they say is that because they left the job, they left behind the, uh, what do they say? They, they, they hated the circus, but they loved the, loved clowns, the clowns, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. So, you know, when you leave behind 20 to 25 plus years of service and all the, all the people that you met along the way, it gets lonely. It does. After, you know, you leave the job. So do you think that this type of uh, establishment with Smoking Shields is just a way for guys to Absolutely. essentially stay alive, yeah. but stay involved with, with, with law enforcement and, and it just allows them to, to stay, still be a part of that camaraderie? We've had um, retirees come here and turn themselves, not turn themselves around, but they've told us after coming here two or three times, like, this really helped. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just sit at home and I do nothing. Right. You know, I call the guys, but they're all busy. Yeah, but they get to come here, and then mm-hmm. they meet retired guys, and then new friendships form, and then they have another outlet for right. you know some guys are divorced, some guys don't see their kids too often. Sure, they get they sit at home with a bottle and they just get in their own head, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's the worst thing you do. Yeah, worst thing you could do in the world. Yeah. One thing I always tell people, uh, and especially re- people who are retiring or, or are retired, is the badge is not who you are; it's what you do. Can't Absolutely. define you, oh, and no. and God, and Definitely. and we all know it. Every cop that's retired knows it, that it, we, we often let us define who yeah. we are and it shouldn't. Yeah. It's what we do. You're a different a person. Yeah. Right. And you got it. You got to get that out of your head. And this is a perfect place for people to make that transition. Yeah. This is a great place. So with that being said, John, what's your overall goal for smoking shields? 
I would like to be in all 50 states. That's, that's the goal. So July 1st, a couple of weeks ago, um, we formed a new New York board and I transitioned over to the national president. And we formed the national with the purview of just expanding the organization. Right. I'm going to be moving to Florida. My treasurer just moved to Florida last week. Um, another one of our board members is moving to Florida as well. We're all going to be Florida transplants, but aren't we all? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm the, ready to go. It's the dream. It's the dream. My wife will go tomorrow if I told her, but my, yeah, my wife finished her senior year in high yeah. school. So we, we're here for another year. But yeah, the goal would be to have be in all 50 states. Wow. We just signed up Kentucky and Bourbon. New England. I get some. Yeah, Kentucky. so those and, are our two newest. Chapters. And I would imagine once once they open up one in in Hawaii, you'll be going out to the chapters. Yeah, you're gonna have to, absolutely right. <laughs> like I'm I'm leaving here at three o'clock to go visit my Jersey chapter. They're having their monthly meeting tonight. Ah, very good. So my my recording secretary and my sergeant arms is going to be traveling with us. We're going to go there, hang out. Yeah, you know, meet the guys. We have, they have a new board, so I wanted to show some support for those guys. I've been to every meeting except for California and Texas. I haven't made it over to that side yet. Right. I've never been to Texas myself, but I would love to go. I've, I've never been California. to Texas, yes. I, I've been to California a few times. Texas, Texas is, cool. is definitely where I they would have loved to move to move there. In Texas, where are they located? Uh Lubbock. Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, so shout Texas, out to yeah. Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Lubbock, Lubbock Texas is uh wasn't that where uh, uh Buddy Holly's from? Wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Lubbock? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong, but I think it's Lubbock, Texas. So Lubbock, Texas, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give a little shout out to Cigars for Warriors, is one of our main charities that we donate to. So Cigars for Warriors was started by Storm. He's a Lubbock, Texas. He's a, he's a Marine. He started it 2014, about a year before we started our thing. And what their purview is, is they collect cigars from every anyone who will give them, mm-hmm. and they ship them overseas to servicemen and women oh, that cool. are deployed. And you can go on their website. You pick you know, 50 cigars. They give you a lighter. They give you a cutter. They give you a humidor. And they ship it to any AO anywhere in the world. Very cool. For free. Yeah. So what we do is we collect cigars at our monthly meeting. And we have cigar distributors that donate to us and we put together packages and we ship them over to Cigar Warriors and they ship them over to our servicemen and women. If I'm not mistaken, when I walked into this place, I saw a plaque or an award yes. that you guys got from them. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm an event coordinator for New York. And we, in, in the beginning when we started, we wound up uh, collecting like 15,000 cigars wow. something in a short amount of period of time. Yeah. And I, we got an award for being a, one of the highest distributors distribution locations for that year. So 15,000 cigars, you send them overseas to the guys and, and the gals who are protecting this country and they smoke them in what, two days? Well, well <laughs> at 50 cigars a, a pop, that, that went a long way. Yeah. yeah. And we get pictures, uh, we get great pictures, guys on on aircraft carriers, guys sitting on tanks, sitting so on cool. camels. That's awesome. Just really cool shit. Yeah. That's great. And, like and that. they, and then, you know, they give you a little blurb like, you know, it's shit here. Yeah. But we get to sit around the campfire and light the cigar, and they call it a taste of home. That's, yeah. that's their that's their like line. That. Yeah, and it's just they they bring themselves back to reality. They have an hour and a half of no bullshit. Yeah, they get to enjoy their cigar, and then you know they go back to doing what they do. Yeah, very cool. That's well, what that's what the whole cigar industry is about. It's about taking a step back, sitting down, relaxing, reflecting, enjoying yourself. Yeah, it's not a cigar where you're just getting the nicotine. Is this you know. 1% nicotine. Right. Taking the time to sit back and relax. And relax. Yeah. 
try to de-stress as much talk as me into it <laughs> yeah so with that being said i think maybe uh you'll go grab a cigar now i don't smoke but maybe i'll watch you um huge shout out again to smoking shields for allowing us to be absolutely, here today absolutely anytime uh, you want the place is yours you guys are unbelievable for what you do so thank you for everything thank, thank you for the service that you provided to the city of new york same to you and same uh you. you know best of luck and wishes to the smoking shields with going national uh i have a big feeling that this is uh not the uh, not the end of it we'll, we'll be uh Getting you on this podcast, hopefully multiple times, Absolutely. and every time we get you on here, I hopefully there's a new state that gets added to the list. Yes, that'd be great. Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah, so sure. uh, we'll, we'll have you back next week, and we want at least one or two more states on that list. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll work on it. Before All we right. go, if there's a cop listening to this, how do they join? So they can go to the website smokingshields.org, um, and there's a link at the bottom. Fill out a, a brief application. It's just more about email address and and contact information. There's two different memberships. There's sixty dollars a year which is the membership for general and you get to come to our monthly meetings. And then this location here in, in Floral Park, $30 a month and you have a 24 hour access to the place. You get an RFID card, you can come into the front and the back door. Everything is, you know, we're, we're all adults here. So, you know, if there's a price on the wall, you put the price, money in the box and you handle yourself. Right. We've got a pool table, we got dartboards, we got TVs all over the place, couches, chairs. It's a place to come and relax unwind after or before your tour we have guys that come on their way into work because our cigars are so cheap yeah. we get a lot of stuff donated right they go grab two they go to work it's a great place i'm yeah. telling you it's a when i walked in here i was my jaw dropped like this is yeah it's beautiful it i wasn't expecting it this. took a lot to get it to yeah. look like this but yeah, yeah i'm glad we you were able to experience yeah you guys it. did a phenomenal job so john bellico again thank you president Thanks of so smoking much. shields you've been a pleasure to have on this podcast thank you gentlemen. and be safe out there we are looking forward to speaking with you again Absolutely. soon thank you very much thanks guys. john Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It goes a long way to getting us discovered by more listeners just like you. This show was hosted by Eric Potts and Austin Glickman. This show was produced and edited by Jill Ryder. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Muster Room. And until next time, have a great day, everyone. And most importantly, stay safe.